Can I take a hundred customers at that thousand dollar a month price point? We're just talking SaaS revenue here. That puts you at about a hundred thousand dollars a month in SaaS revenue. Is that accurate? Uh, loosely accurate. Yes. <laughs> okay. And a year ago, just on the SaaS platform, what was revenue? Uh, I'd, I'd say about half of that. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Shannon Gove. He's the founder of Rosterfy, which is widely regarded as the most comprehensive volunteer management solution in the market, providing end-to-end technology for workforce programs throughout the world. All right, Shannon, you ready to take us to the top? Good morning, Nathan. Let's do it. So are you only selling to nonprofits? No, we're selling to a wide uh, market of clients around the world. Uh, Really, we have two different types of clients. Uh, One is mega and major events around the world, um, which I guess you would classify as once-off revenue. And then we have our SaaS recurring types of clients, which is charities, not-for-profits, cities, universities, event management companies, uh, really quite diverse. Okay. And I mean, if you look over the past 12 months, what percent of revenue was pure SaaS versus all the other stuff? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pushing towards 50, 60%. I think you'd probably say that we've, we've come from an enterprise sales uh, background over the last three years and now really pushing towards being a SaaS recurring based revenue business. Okay, so 60% of historical revenue last 12 months you'd categorize as SaaS and you're going to hopefully push that to 70, 80, 90%. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say this year coming, we'll be pushing towards 60% SaaS and, and last year maybe 40%. Okay. Fair enough. That's great. And so can you give us an example of how one of your paying customers is using you? Yeah. So I guess a a good example here would be in a national charity, maybe Cancer Council, uh, a volunteer. Very, very important for them to have volunteers leading the charge in terms of all around the country, raising funds, going to events, uh, setting up events. Traditionally, that would be very spreadsheet-based and email-based in terms of the time that they're spending recruiting volunteers, screening them, communicating to them about shifts. And then the, the output of that or the second result is for the volunteers not getting a great experience. And when you're volunteering, you, you need to have a great experience to want to come back and, and be retained as a volunteer. So our platform really is that end-to-end solution that, that any client can use to help streamline that process and run a better volunteer program. Okay. So on average, what are these companies paying per month to use the technology or, or per year? Yeah, so mega and major events really can range anywhere from 50,000 Aussie to half a million dollars a year. Uh, it's, it just really depends on the size of them. I mean, 
we work with the Super Bowl in the US, and, but we also work with the Dubai World Expo, which is one of the largest events in the world spanning across six months um, and that we've been working with for already a year and a half now. So that's one client group, I guess. And, and then the SaaS recurring would be really a range from 10K to 30K, but I guess for, year. You, for your averages, per year, yeah, um, for your averages, perhaps take it around the 10 to 15K. Okay, so call it like a thousand bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. How do you make sure, look, a lot of companies like this that service and they're tied to an event, they always have churn issues because people turn you on for the event and they turn you off and they don't need volunteers anymore. How do you make sure they keep paying you when they're not doing events? Yeah, that's probably where we've had the, the once-off revenue in that sense being a large portion of the revenue in the past. Um, but that's why I guess for us deliberately as a business really pushing towards that SaaS recurring model because we can solve problems in so many industries and, and what we've we spent two, two months end of last year doing global market research around what are the biggest problems we can solve in the world and and some of those markets are highlighted in that SaaS recurring area which are you know large charities in the US cities universities who need a system year-round and so that's what we focus on in the future. Got it. And, and put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? So just some background. Uh, we, we launched a my business partner and I, Bennett Merriman, launched a business called Event Workforce in 2010 as university students wanting to give other university students like ourselves experience, practical work experience in the events and sports space. Uh, over the last 10 years, we've really grown that to be one of Australia's largest event staffing companies. Um, the Australian Open's on right now. We've had 300-odd staff a day down there. But I guess what what started Rostify was in 2015, we decided we needed a better way to uh, schedule our workforce and communicate to them. And so we built our own platform and then we realized how this system can be really relevant and, and can save some time and create a better experience for events around the world firstly. And that's where we've probably come from is an events uh, focus. Uh, and then we realized over the last three years how we can really scale this platform and provide an offering to to anyone that needs so, to so 2015 was when you wrote the first line of code for what we currently view as rosterify okay yeah, that's when we rosterify launched as a business and, and now how many customers are you serving today uh we ticked over uh, we'd be in the range of 100 to 150 now okay and that's just on the SaaS side right uh no a combination but probably 90 percent now we're pushing towards would be uh SaaS clients okay so for maybe 100 are SaaS customers something like that yeah yeah okay Okay, fair enough. And then, uh, and then one of the things I always like to understand is how much people spent on their MVP before their first dollar of revenue. So you wrote the first line of code in 2015. Do you remember how much you guys spent on the MVP before revenue? Um, probably a classic startup um, uh, mentality, our third business partner. So that's at the time where we brought in Chris Grant, our technical co-founder, um, effectively doing this as a university project to help us at Event Workforce at the time. So to be honest, we never really looked at it as a, as a hard cost at the time. And then we realized probably by the end of 2015, after we signed a few clients, that, hey, we can make this a business and start paying ourselves a small salary based on the clients that we had. And, and uh, so in terms of a hard cost, it's, it's difficult to say. Um, to so your first dollar revenue was late 2015? Um, probably mid-2015 was our first dollar, but then we signed a couple of clients towards the end of 2015, yeah. Okay. So all sweat equity before that, basically. You didn't raise any capital? No, no, not at all. Okay. Are you, we raised our first capital end of last year. I was going to say, so how much have you raised to date? So we raised 2 million Aussie at the end of last year. And, and why do you need to raise the capital? I mean, why not try and stay bootstrapped? 
Yeah, so we're lucky in that sense that Event Workforce, that staffing business, could fund our growth for the first three years and really prove ourselves out to the market. And to be honest with you, we probably did everything possible not to need funding for that time. Um, but it really got to the point where there was so many opportunities we could get if we had the resource and the team and, and the product team, most importantly, to support that growth. And that's when we said, well, this makes sense to go out to the to the industry and, and find someone we want to work with that can help um, grow the business. But secondly, put some capital into the business to for us to use and grow. Mm-hmm. And how many people are on the team today? Uh, we have around 20 of us around the world. Uh, we have offices, the head offices in Melbourne, Australia, and then uh, San Francisco, Colorado, New York. So our team are pretty spread out in the US. We have a team in Manchester and London, and then Dubai uh, is where our, uh, we have a couple of staff there working on the World Expo project. So how many engineers total on the team? I think we're around seven now. Seven. Okay. Any, any quota carrying like sales reps or no? Yeah, um, we, have a fu- we have a full-time head of sales in the US and in the UK, and we're looking to add another three salespeople in the US as we speak. So two reps currently have a quota? Correct. Interesting. Okay. So seven engineers, two reps, that's obviously a nine. There's 20 people on the team. What are the other 11 people doing? Uh, a mixture of um, partnerships. So partners are a massive focus for us. So team on partnerships, client success, uh, and then a couple of project specific staff working on um, particular clients. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Now, can I take 100 customers at that $1,000 a month? price point, we're just talking SaaS revenue here. That puts you at about $100,000 a month in SaaS revenue. Is that accurate? Uh, Loosely accurate, yes. (laughs) Okay. And a year ago, just on the SaaS platform, what was revenue? Uh, I'd I'd say about half of that. Okay. So kind of doubling year over year. Yeah. And that's certainly the projection for the next few years as well. Is to keep doubling it? Yeah. So you you see a path to growing just the SaaS revenue to $200,000 a month by the end of this year? Uh, that's yes, a, a combination probably won't be that cut and dry for at SaaS revenue for this year. Um, with the combination of those mega and major events, which are still so important for our business, mm-hmm. um, not only from a revenue perspective, but it's a platform works so well for them. I mean, we've built it out for the Super Bowl originally. Um, we've done the last three and, and we've worked so closely with that team and, and that's provided such a, a niche real offering in the mega and major event space that, that doesn't exist. So it still is important to us that revenue and working with them. So when you say you do it for the Super Bowl, I mean, who are you actually selling that to? Is, the, is it the NFL or? It's a, it's a host committee. Uh, so every, every town it goes to has a sports council is often the way it is in the US and we'll work directly with them. 
Okay. Got it. And is that like more than a $50,000 contract just for the Super Bowl? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How do you price those? Is it based off number of volunteers or something else? Yeah, it's to be honest with you, it's a million dollar question. We're, we're still working it out. Like I'd, I'd imagine a lot of your SaaS based um, people you speak to, but um, really it's probably based off three things. One is the amount of administrators, so seats. Second is the amount of workforce in the database. And thirdly is the amount of events and shifts that they have throughout the year. So how much are they using the system? That's how we'd be basing off the, the SaaS based revenue. And the mega and major events really is almost a enterprise sort of custom pricing depending on what they need because a world expo goes for probably three years by the time we'll finish working with them. So you can't just have a, a SaaS based pricing for an enterprise style deal like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? Uh, just given the scale of it, because it's, you could have almost 50 end customers you're dealing with all the time and the, the functionality that they will need, call it, 40 different types of functionality that we've built into the platform they'll be using all of them which require a lot more support and technical support absolutely compared to a small-scale charity that may only need to register volunteers and speak to them so um, that's why it's it's not so much of a, a, a scaling model for for those enterprise um, large clients that's all well, I mean, there's plenty of companies that, that sell to large enterprises that require more support that are on an yeah. enterprise plan. I mean, heck, you try, try and install Salesforce without any support, you're going to go through a lot of issues. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just right, curious yeah. why you're trying to say that. That's something that doesn't scale. I mean, there's many SaaS companies that that is, their, that is exactly their model. It's a $100,000 contract. It's 20000 bucks of support per year, and that's how they scale. Yep. It's, look, it's behind the scenes. Yes, there is a model that we're going off, yes, for that. It's, it's just... Um, horses for courses in terms of the different types of clients and different perhaps industries we're speaking to as well, um, that, that those models may not fit just in the way they run their workforce. Everyone, mm. the way they run their workforce is different. And so it, it's, you just can't almost be ignorant to the fact they, they might need to be treated in a different way. But we try and keep it as consistent as possible, um, absolutely. Interesting. All right. Talk to me about getting new customers. So when you look at your fully weighted CAC right now to get a new $1,000 a month just pure SaaS customer. What are you paying on average to get that customer? Uh, three to four months return, okay. basically. Yeah. And where are you? So three, four thousand dollars. Where are you spending that market? Those marketing dollars? Uh, well, combination with direct um, employment of, of the sales guys that we have on ground, and then um, with Google Ads, uh, LinkedIn Ads. Uh, that's generally the the other split. Um, but right, we're in the middle right now of looking at what we're doing in SEO and a bit of a social strategy uh, mm-hmm. for this year because, to be honest, a lot of our growth has come from word of mouth um, in the past. We've never done marketing or advertising that well, so it's something we're really excited about seeing what that can do to our growth as well. Mm-hmm. So when you when you essentially add up headcount, exp- all expenses each month, I mean, are you back to profitability today? Or are you still burning capital to drive growth? It, well, given the fact we got the investment end of last year, um, we oh, probably okay. are in that phase of yeah of um, trying to grow the team significantly, and that's why we had definitely less than half of what we are now um, six eight months ago. So um, we're in, we're in the stage now of, of expanding that team and almost getting ahead of ourselves, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you have to do that once you raise. I mean, that's why you raise that's is right. to take that risk, right? So, so yeah, I do. Yeah, I am right. curious though, how aggressive you're being. So, some people will jack burn way up to six month runway, and some people will say, "No, I want to be conservative and keep twenty four months of runway." So, when you you raise one point three million US, which is about about two million Aussie, yeah. right? What do you drive? Yeah. What's burn per month right now? Um, look, it's it's 
we're working it out as we speak. Um, we don't have a final answer for it, but it, at least 12 months um, probably pushing out from there because we, we really are backing ourselves to say that we don't need to just blow it all instantly um, in order to do so because we've got so many great clients that are paying us license fees and that's how we've been supported since day one. Really. Yeah, sorry, just, just to be clear, I wasn't talking about like a projected burn. I mean, you, you know what you burned last month. That, that's kind of what I'm asking, right? Is you raised 1.3 million at the end of last year, you're investing in headcount and everything. So is burn like what, 100 grand a month right now, something like that? Uh, about that, yeah. Roughly about that, yeah. Yeah, which would give you a, you know, the 12 month runway figure you just start to Correct. create. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, Shannon. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, Shoe Dog, Phil Knight. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, interesting. Perhaps a Gary V, but he puts out a lot of stuff. So the things that I enjoy are that you really need to be compassionate with your clients, um, work hard, and so no one owes you anything. So they're kind of the couple of key things I take out of Gary. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Um, LinkedIn's been my biggest sort of uh, growth asset, basically. And then Slack's a great tool that we use internally. And number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, seven to eight. Okay. And situation, married, single, kids? Married and just have a five-month-old little girl, Evie. Oh, wow. Okay, you're a busy guy then. Two startups. <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, how old are you, Shannon? Great time. Uh, just turned 31. 31. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, maybe don't ride the highs and lows so much. I've, I've listened to a few podcasts here and I think it's been pretty consistent that you you, you got to roll with the punches and just be appreciative of the situation you're in and, and enjoy it. So um, that, that's probably the big thing. Guys, Rosterify, doing about $100,000 per month across 100 companies or really you know, organizations helping them manage their volunteer workforces, ranging from mega events like the Super Bowl down to much local events that require way less volunteers. Regardless, they're moving more into a pure play SaaS model. About 40% of the revenue last year in 2019 was SaaS, hoping to drive that to 60 or 70% here in 2019. They did do a round of funding late last year in 2019, about 1.3 million USD raised. Uh, they've got a team now of about 20 people. They ramped that up significantly over the past couple of months with the fundraising is now burning, call between fifty dollars and $100,000 per month. So 12 months of runway has looked to drive additional growth, spending about 3000 bucks to get a new $1,000 a month customer. We hope they scale nicely. Shannon, we're rooting for you, man. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks so much, mate.